Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Well, we're so happy that you joined us today, and, and we have a guest who's going to give you a world of information. He is a longtime sales and marketing expert. He has started businesses, exit businesses, and he is currently one of my favorite people to follow on LinkedIn, and that's because he helps businesses grow their audiences and increase conversion through the magic of LinkedIn. And so I am happy to hop over to Spain and introduce you to Richard Vanderblom. Richard, welcome to the program. Wow. Thank you for the introduction, Alison. I'm uh, very happy to be here. Thank you. Hey, Richard. We want to know so many things from you. Let's start with just a very high level of what are the beautiful and wonderful things that you help the business world with today? Um, that's a very good question. Um, basically, I think uh, roughly 90% of what I'm doing is to help sales team, sales professionals, or marketing teams, marketing professionals, to leverage the world of LinkedIn um, for brand awareness, lead generation, business growth. So I explicitly do not talk about a LinkedIn strategy as LinkedIn is a tool, but we always talk about how to use and how to implement LinkedIn in your sales, marketing, and communication strategy. Basically, that's what we help our clients with. Yeah, I and I, I get that. You're such a wonderful strategist and I tell my listeners often, you know, go look up a, a website, see where you operate, but also, you know, go go take a look at at Linked. I want to go back and talk about, you know, you shared with me that you've launched companies, you've scaled back and, and decided to be a solopreneur, launched again, solopreneur. And currently you're, uh, tell us which version of your business life you're in right now. Yeah, so, so currently we are with 15 people at our company, um, but the majority of people are uh, entrepreneurs themselves. So I've decided to scale my business uh, mainly with the best experts I could find on LinkedIn. And um, some of some of them are there because of their language. So we are the only agency currently worldwide that can provide LinkedIn training in seven native languages. So we have Spanish, Portuguese, French, German, English, uh, and I'm forgetting one. Um, and so, for example, in Spain, we were together with Eduardo Laseca, who is a very well-known name in Spain. Uh, for the Dutch region, which is like Austria, Germany, we work with Richie Petauer. So we have people that are there for their specific language and, of course, LinkedIn knowledge. But we also work together with people that have specific LinkedIn knowledge. So, for example, um, all our clients that want to be supported with a LinkedIn advertising, that want to optimize the campaigns, we have Rose Hess, who is a former LinkedIn employee, and she helps our clients to like optimize the LinkedIn campaigns as well. Um, and then I have about four people uh, like employees, um, and those are the ones who uh, support me, for example, in my content creation, uh, who support me in uh, operational work with clients, 
Um, so yeah, I'm really happy to be with 15 people again. As I told you, I went back in 2017 to being a solo entrepreneur again. Um, and actually what happened, it's, it's, it's strange. Um, and sometimes I even feel a bit ashamed to say it, but with a pandemic mm-hmm. and the increase of online trainings where companies suddenly realize that, hey, the show must go on. So instead of doing waiting until we can do a, an, off, an on-site training, we're going to do online trainings our business like scaled very rapidly because the demand for online trainings, especially in terms of, of in times of recession or, or crisis, it's, it's even bigger. I think Richard, I'm having these flashes of people that contact me. I, I get contacted so much because not only do I, I write books and speak and do this podcast and and help people with business. I'm also a full-time executive director of an international nonprofit. So I get sold to all the time. And every Mm -hmm. now and then I get things that are so terrible. It makes me cringe. And I think what I'm going to do is start saying, you know what, do you know, Richard, before you send another note like this or contact like this, go through Richard's training, go through his monthly um, group and, and get what you need to know, because there's so many bad things happening out there. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it, there are. And and I'm afraid that those people are not going to respond because I myself, I receive because I also have founder and CEO in my profile. So I get also a lot of pitchy connection requests where yeah. people like instantly ask you for your time or when can we pick uh, 50 minutes in the agenda. Um, and you know what? Those people are playing a big number game. So what they are doing, they're sending this like to hundreds of people and they consider like two meetings as a big success. So even if you tell them like, hey, you should adapt, you should like make a more personalized approach, they're not going to do it because they just, they play a big number game. It's it's their strategy. Yeah, for, for sure. I want to talk about this concept you shared with me about being this wonderful generalist who knows and can do so much in business. And then as a business leader, making that decision to instead be a specialist and really go deep. Was there a lot of thought put into that when you made this decision? Um, Can you take us through that? Yeah. So when I found it, just connecting back in 2009, I had a a business uh, companion and we started as a social media training and consultancy agency. So we provided trainings on not only LinkedIn, but also Facebook, Twitter, later Instagram. We did blog training, WordPress training. Um, and the first thing I realized, and it must have been somewhere in 2012, 2013, is that I really didn't like to provide trainings or inspiration sessions on Facebook, about Twitter. Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn has always been my preferred platform because I'm really a B2B guy. Uh, so I noticed that even though I had far more knowledge than my clients, that I wasn't giving them the like performance that they like um, needed because simply it was not my my passion anymore. So in 2015, I decided, my companion left a year before, a business companion, and I decided to become a 100% LinkedIn focused company. Um, so going from a generalist on social media, I knew my things about Facebook, I knew my things about Twitter, I knew much more LinkedIn. I really focused 100% on LinkedIn and that after initially four or five months where we lost some clients because we provided them with all kinds of social media trainings. And now we had to tell them like, no, we're not going to do any Facebook trainings. We're not going to do any 
Twitter, Twitter anymore. It's only LinkedIn. So some clients left, but about four or five months later, we got like requests from companies that specifically were looking for LinkedIn expertise. And this was like the first thing that really scaled our business. And the second thing I did is that um, I'm Dutch. Our website was in Dutch. We communicated in Dutch. And then I decided June 2019 to start communicating in English. So website in English, post in English, uh, the language between ourselves in English. And then, you know, the world is literally at your feet because if you speak English, you can like mm-hmm. you can go to North America, you can get to like the majority of countries in the in Europe, you can go to Australia. Um and and how I see it, and I work with a lot of businesses, is people love to have generalists in their team. We always love somebody in our team who knows something about everything, but people pay specialists. So they love generalists, but they pay specialists. That's that's something for me that's that's one hundred percent true. Well, let's let's talk some about LinkedIn. I know just for our listener audience, uh, tell us first, business-wise, how people, how your clients come to you, because I think you have a couple different models. And then let's get into the heart of some tips and, and things that people should know today. And, and what do you mean with how clients come to me? How they find me? Is that what you mean? How they... Well, I think how they can interact with you, because I know you have uh, you have a monthly... A subscription ah, that yeah. can join? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so so we are actually, because we like to work with sales or marketing teams, um, the majority of our clients are like middle to big corporates or enterprise. Um, and there we have, like we provide tailor-made training. So whether it's for marketing, sales, recruitment, they can come to us, have that question, and we create a tailor-made program. Um, and then there is like, especially LinkedIn, uh, uh, a huge, huge batch of entrepreneurs, small and medium enterprise. Uh, and they don't have, for example, 10 salespeople to train. They just have one or they want to do it themselves. And since we do not provide one-on-one training, I launched back in August last year, I launched the tribe, which is a paid community. You pay $90 a month. And in return, you get three live online masterclasses a month. So you have three sessions of one hour. You have a Slack channel. We're currently with 170 members. So you have a Slack channel where you can get answers to all your questions 24 seven. And we have a huge library. So all the recordings and all the sessions we've had since August, if you join now, you can go to the library and you have access to all the sessions that we already had, both recordings and slides. And we're talking about topics like the LinkedIn algorithm. We're talking about LinkedIn content strategy. We're talking about sales navigator. We're talking about uh, personal branding, thought leadership, but also about topics like uh, email marketing, also about chat GPT, which is now hot, uh, LinkedIn event. So I dare to say that if you become a member for $90 a month, you have the most profound and ongoing LinkedIn training that you can ever find because it doesn't stop. Every month we will Mm -hmm. keep you updated. Yep. Well, let's talk about some of the things that I need to know about LinkedIn or the most common mistakes you see people that you start to work with that you you just shake your head at. Yeah. First of all, first thing that is hugely important, I think it's the beginning of everything, is your, is your branding, your personal brand. So the way how you craft your profile, both in text, visuals, media, it should always be um, 
customer centric. Uh, so this morning I had a session with recruiters. So they need to build a profile addressing the challenges uh, or needs of their potential candidates. If you are in sales, you need to create your profile and enrich with relevant media based on who is my target audience. If your target audience, for example, are CTOs in software companies, then you need to build your profile both in text and the media that they see instant value on your profile. And one of the mistakes I see a lot is that people still tweet LinkedIn as their online resume. So they have like all the facts and dates, but nobody cares about the facts and dates. Your clients or your customer or, or your target audience, they want to see instant added value on your profile. So th mm -hmm. that's the first thing. That's the, that's the foundation of everything. Um, second one, it's about content. You know, I, I still... I'm always surprised when, uh, for example, in the sales training, salespeople say like, no, I don't publish content on LinkedIn because that's a marketing related job. That, that's something for marketing. And then I tried to explain them like marketing is in charge of the corporate channel, mm -hmm. but you need, to, you need to brand yourself. You need to be, become underrated of your potential clients yourself. And in order to do that, you need valuable content. Uh, so you need, first of all, you need to know what are the challenges and needs of your clients. And then you need to have some capability, some knowledge on how to craft LinkedIn messages. And I'm not meaning that you need to um, publish a post every single day, but I still find it hard to believe that a salesperson says to me, like, Richard, I don't know what to publish once a week. That's, I mean, if you don't have a story to tell once a week as a salesperson, honestly, I think you're in the wrong job. Yeah, you're you're 100% correct, Richard. And and I look at it this way. I talk to people a lot about personal branding. Uh, when I first did my first book, it was on executive networking and it was about networking like your life depended on it. You know, you're networking to take care of yourself five years down the road, 10 years down the road. And it's the same thing as you're talking about on representing yourself. And I'm a big proponent of get on your feet. So when I'm going to write something or brainstorm, I cover my whole wall with paper get on my feet. And as you said, if you just start listing the pain points of your, your clients, or my favorite is go to ask the Republic and, uh, at, and say, you know, put in your topic and it will give you all sorts of things people are searching for. So you're a hundred percent correct. Let's, let's talk about this con is this concept of content creation. I said to you at before, you are so generous in the content and information you put out. And I think you made a very good, good point to this that our listeners really need to hear about why you're so generous with your content and why they need to do the same. Yeah, I think you refer to the point that, uh, let me go back like, let's say five, six years. Five, six years ago, I always said to, to people, if you talk about content, I said literally, you need to give away 10% of your knowledge for free. So that's the tips you provide in your content in order to make people pay for the additional 90%. That was five, six years ago. Now it's the other way around. I said, you need to share 90% of your knowledge. Okay. And mm -hmm. then people are going to pay you to help them implement that knowledge into their own company. And this is something that still a lot of companies or even professionals don't get because they hold on to their knowledge. Like, no, but this is, I'm a knowledge worker. People pay me for my knowledge. 
I even sometimes get messages from other LinkedIn experts or LinkedIn trainers say like, you're ruining the market because you're spilling all the goods. I said, no, that's not true. <laughs> because I'm, I'm giving a lot of tips in order for people to follow me, in order to become top of mind. So when people have a question, I would like them to come to me or to our company. And at some point, somebody realizes, hey, we need some help to implement all these lessons uh, into a company process, into the sales process, market process. That's why people are paying me. Not because I tell them how to upload a picture on LinkedIn, not because I tell them how to create a post, but because I guide them in implementing all these tips combined into a very successful LinkedIn sales or marketing strategy. Look, Richard, the future of business is personal and I, I don't care what anybody says. People get attached to people. People want to yep. buy from people. They, they. I, I hate to say, you know, no like and trust. But, but trust is the the biggest thing today. And if you can make anything in my life easier, uh, those done for me solutions, like you said, we can have so many people tell us how to do, and we know we can use search engines like YouTube and TikTok, which is now a search engine, to see things. But there's nothing like having somebody hold your hand or or do it for you. And and I 100% agree in our all everybody that's listening, whatever business you're building, you need to take that advice. You need to really get your content creation game on and you're, not even the way maybe you knew about content creation before because short form content reigns supreme these days. Um, and so you can do the same piece of short form content, particularly on LinkedIn, multiple times over the period of, of two months. And probably, you know, most of your audience won't even see it um, more than once or twice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Any, any other tips on content that you have for people? Because you're quite a voracious content creator. Yeah, well, I, I, I use a few pillars uh, in my content strategy. And they're also based on, on, on research we have done ourselves and also some other independent uh, companies. But, um, you know, I, uh, majority of my content is, is based on positioning myself as a thought leader on LinkedIn and social selling. So that's the goal of my content. I share tips on how to use LinkedIn for lead generation. I share tips on how to use LinkedIn strategically um, in order to become top of mind, like seen as a thought leader or an expert or a trusted advisor. Um, then another pillar is, for example, uh, personal content. I really like to share some personal experiences. So if I encounter uh, a difficulty in my life as an entrepreneur and I overcome that, I create a post. If I've read a book that really gave me like distinctive new insights, I create a post. Uh, and that's something you just mentioned. You know, people do business with people. And putting out personal content that has a certain relation uh, with your 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 business life is is a game changer because once you start to publish more about yourself uh, in a way that you still feel comfortable with, it, you will see that you get much more engagement and and you really strengthen relationships with your existing network. Um, and then I have some other pillars like if we have an event, uh, I create content like obviously this podcast. If we if you know, uh, I will make a, a a post about that. Uh, and also everything that is industry related. So every content that speaks about the changes in modern selling, the changes in digital marketing, that's also content I take and I share with my network. Absolutely. 
Richard, one of the questions I, I get asked a lot when I speak about networking, because you can't talk about networking today without talking about social strategies. And people will say to me, Allison, people aren't interacting with my posts. They're they're not, I'm not getting the likes or the shares or the comments. And I said, I don't care. I said, I'm not in it for the likes. It's my job to put it out there. And I can travel around the world. I, I do international business. So if you if you know me, you know I've worked with people in 90 countries. I will have people I have not spoken to in four years who have never interacted with me on a post at all. And all of a sudden I'll they'll reconnect with them and they'll know everything that I have been up to or what I've been talking about. So you can't underestimate what you're putting out there that it is still making an impact in a reach would would you agree with that oh 100 so those people who are telling you that or people who are getting this for the people who are getting disappointed with the low engagement numbers you need to know about the silent community on linkedin and this is like more than 60 percent of all linkedin members silent community and probably 95% of your potential clients are there. Those are people that have LinkedIn. They don't publish content themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't hit like or comment because if you hit like or comment, LinkedIn shows your picture and your name and they don't want to identify themselves. So what they are doing, they are clicking, they are downloading, they go to your website, they read your article, they read your LinkedIn post, they slide through your carousel. But you will never notice because they don't leave a trace. They don't hit a like button, no comment. And they're, most of the time, they're not connected. But in a few months from now, it is possible that you receive an email out of the blue from someone saying, hey, Richard, I've been a huge fan of you in the last six months. I read a lot of your content, and we want to have a chat within our company about bringing you in for training. This has happened so many times. And I look to the person. We are not connected. I've never seen this person <laughs> engaging with my content. But obviously, he is, he is looking at it. And this is a silent community. And the second thing, I do not relate my LinkedIn content success to the number of engagement, meaning the number of likes of comments. My real KPI for putting out content is the number of one-on-one -on -one conversations I get from it. So if I put out a post and I get three DMs from my target audience saying, Richard, interesting post, I'm starting to follow you, or interesting post, uh, I might uh, want to have a chat with you in a few weeks from now, then I know that, hey, this content is actually converting into building trust and credibility uh, amongst my target audience. And that's the real KPI. It's not about likes. It's not about comments. They are cool. They, they, you know, they are caressing your ego, <laughs> and they are a small indicator, but the real success is in getting the one-on-one -on -one conversations. That's the real success of your content. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Richard, I want to know outside of what you do, who are you following? What are you reading? What are you watching? Any Anything that you would say is worth our listeners taking a look at? Well, my, to be honest, my, my, my main source, shouldn't surprise you, is LinkedIn. Um, and I have a lot of peers that I'm connected with. I like, uh, just to mention a few, Richard Moore, he's from the UK. He's a social selling expert, teaching people how to convert from LinkedIn views to, uh, to sales. He puts out some really great content. Richard Bliss, who is in the United States, 
He is uh, our US business partner. Um, he puts out really great stuff also for, for executives. So how to become a digital savvy executive. Um, and then I like really, I like the people that uh, make it easy for others to tell stories. You have Ashra Todd, who is in the UK. You have um, uh, Jasmine Otis, who is, I think he's in Croatia or, or Bosnia. I don't, I don't remember. Um, who am I forgetting? Um, yeah, I think th those are my, my, my four people to go to. Um, yeah. And I have more, I have like a complete list of, of, I think 25 people that I've bookmarked and that I like twice a week, I just click on their activity links and I go through the links. I save a lot of posts because those are the ones that inspire me. If you want to have my list, I will send it to you. You can put it on the podcast page. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Richard, we're up on our time, but I always like to ask my guests, if we came and talked to you in another two or three years, what's going to be the story? What's next on your plate that you're looking to accomplish or, or deliver to the world? Oh, wow. That's, that's uh, <laughs> again, that's a good question. Um, I just decided last month that I'm going to bring all the knowledge about LinkedIn lead generation together in an online course. Because there are people that don't have the budget to have the incomplete training or don't have the company side. There are people that don't want to become a monthly member, mm -hmm. but just people that want to have all the insight and all the learning and go through it in their own time, in their own pace. So that's my next play to have an online uh, learning course that will be uh, other, like updated every month. Uh, so you buy it once a lifetime, you have a, a lifetime access. That, that's my next step. And... I should have it in, uh, not in three years, probably in within six to nine months, but that's a big step for me. Hey, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Well, Richard, if people want to learn more, connect with you, where should they go and what should they do? Yeah, well, that should not be a surprise. No, they should go to LinkedIn. <laughs> my name is Richard Vanderblom. Uh, click on my profile. My phone number is there. My website is there. My email is there. They can uh, connect, follow me, uh, you know, happy to help them with uh, all the questions they have. Richard, thank you so much for sharing the gift of your knowledge and a little bit about your business journey. It's been a delight to have you as a guest and I absolutely am going to keep following you uh, and refer people to you because I do think what you do is fantastic. And the fact that your company does operate in so many, so many languages and meets people at their point of need through the tribe or through the other services is, is really fantastic to our listeners. Thank you so much. If Richard said something that you think somebody else needs to hear, pass along a copy of this episode and his name. And if there's a disruptive CEO that you think we should speak to, send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until we speak again, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Richard, thank you again. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.